Welcome back to the Not Your Average Church Girl podcast. And I hope you enjoyed the last episode with my dear friends, Flor and Diana. We continue the conversation this week and we talk about what we learned about cycles. I must give a warning, however, we do talk about domestic violence. If you or someone you know is living in domestic violence, there is help. You can call 1-800-799-SAFE. The number again is 1-800-799-7233. I hope you enjoy this episode. Guys, there's just so much to unpack. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Okay, so. F- first first baby daddy. Broken up. Broken up. Um. Okay, so what, what happened? Um, it's 18. Backing up, um, as soon as I became pregnant with Jackie, uh, in between, I wouldn't say 14 and 17, I was a wild child, partying and uh, very destructive, you know, lifestyle, and um, I didn't care. I didn't care. Um, so when I became pregnant with Jackie, like, it was literally like a light switch. I totally started thinking differently, and I was talking to Araceli earlier about this, um, I know that it was God. It had to be God. Nothing could have changed, you know, me. If you knew me back then, you guys didn't know me back then. You would say, okay, that was a miracle. Okay, so I want to believe it was my mama praying, you know. So anyways, I started going to, I I attended the community college here. Um, I wanted to change my life. I didn't want my child raised the way I was. Um living in poverty and the projects and experiencing that lifestyle. And I think because I was in that environment is why I thought the way I did. It's like sad, but um, you don't see beyond that when you live in that environment. You're just like living day by day, surviving. And that's the way it is for most of us kids living in the project and living that way. So um, that totally changed my mind when I, I was pregnant with Jackie when I had her. So I attended IBC. In between that, I met um, the father of my uh, second and third child, and I became pregnant at 20. I was still going to IVC. Um, I had Jeanette when I was 21. I uh, stayed in that relationship for about nine years. I had a second child with him when I was 24. So by the age of 24, I had three kids. And in the midst of all this, I'm going to school. Um, I had a goal, you know, I want to be able uh, to have my de- my associate's degree in something by the time Jackie starts kindergarten so I can start working. Um, my relationship with the father of my, uh, with baby daddy number two was very dysfunctional, but in my mind I thought I have to make this work. I've already failed in my first relationship. Um, I have to stick it out. Um, I have two two baby daddies, you know, I want to make it work. Um, So I hung in there. There was a lot, there wasn't a physical abuse, but there was a lot of uh, emotional um, abuse. And Jackie's like, I can hear in the back room making noises. (laughs) If you guys hear a humming in the back, that's Jackie going. "Hmm." And since I had her so young, my poor Jackie, she was like the second mom. She's, she's more, uh, she means more to me than just a daughter, you know, um, is more uh, I have a relationship with her and I desired that I desired with my mom so I tried that with 
with my children and I know I've made mistakes along the way but um, I hope I've made a, a better difference in her life than what I had in my childhood but um, so anyways I started going to church when um, Jeanette was about uh, she was months I started going to church um, I want to say I was like 22 and I was introduced to it by my sister-in-law um, I liked it because people were willing to help you and, you know, no judgment. So that was kind of like my refuge from my relationship with baby daddy number two. So we were always at church, attending church all the time. And um, I was, I could only get involved so much because I was living in sin. I wasn't married. So my kids were involved in a lot of things, but I couldn't really teach. Um, I think, um, the pastor did bend the rules a little bit for me because he saw how involved I was and I didn't have control of the situation at home. Um, so that really helped me um, at that time. So, But then finally, um, the relationship ended. It was almost close to nine years. That was really hard for me. Um, I didn't deal with um, the separation I didn't deal with the emotional part of it. And I didn't deal with my first relationship either with, with Jackie's dad. I got into a habit of, okay, I'm hurt. Sweep it under the carpet, move on, and, uh, and just, be, just, you know, just be strong and, and tough it out. But never learn to deal with those emotions. And I did the same thing, second relationship. Um, I didn't know how to be alone. I didn't want to be alone. So within the year that within one year that I separated, I was married to baby daddy number three. <laughs> and I thought this time it was going to be different because he you met him in church. I met him in church. He was serving. He was a Christian. You know, this is going to be perfect. But Diana hadn't dealt with Diana's issues. And um, Christians have baggage too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> A lot. Yeah, we do. with <laughs> things and... Um, Hence at this podcast. Yes, okay. At, mm. at this time, mm. I was 29. 29 with three kids and my poor children. I'd never thought about them and what they were feeling and how traumatic to leave a relationship. And then by the end of the year, mama's married to somebody else, you know. That is something that I dealt with later after I was going through my divorce with baby daddy number three. Uh, I hope everybody's keeping <laughs> keeping oh. up with my story. <laughs> husband one. Was you need a he was husband one. He was husband one, relationship three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about the in-betweens that I just wrapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so where was I? Yeah, you married a Christian man. Yeah, so it was going to be Hoping this yes. is it. It's going to be different. Be what were you different. expecting? And you know what? After my divorce, I was mad because why didn't anyone talk to me and tell me, we're going to do what you're going to do, like you said earlier. I'm still going to do me. But why didn't anyone say, you probably want to um, get some counseling or go to a marriage class and um, think about what you're doing. You're you're moving pretty fast. I mean, in a loving way, of course. It depends who approaches you and who's telling you these things. I'm not gonna listen to some random person that I've 
never had a relationship with and come up to me and say that because I'm not going to take yeah. advantage of it. But you know, if I remember correctly. But I was also pressured. That's what I was going to say. I um, was going there. Because yeah. if you're going to be doing it, get married rather than get burned. So go ahead and get mm-hmm. married. Mm-hmm. To make it right. To yeah. make it right. That's the pressure we're told yeah. in church. I yeah. mean, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I adopted a fourth child. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. You I mean, I was married. You, yeah. She was married. Yeah. yeah but but so. no, you were. But you were pressured because you're told because people were also assuming, assuming things. Yeah. They I were just assuming, why. and you're just like we. So what if we want to go out without telling the whole damn church? Right. That you shouldn't assume that automatically because this is what this is what was really happening. They're not judging the relationship. They're judging your history. Yeah, they're judging definitely. I you. I know that. You. They were judging me. Yes. So they're just like, oh, she's probably teasing him, and they're probably in key. And so you know what? They might as well just get you married. You know, mm. this is why I kind of like, not kind of, but I have to stop myself when I get that way, judgmental against promiscuous teenagers or women, because I didn't want to be that. I didn't want to be a little, you yeah. know, how? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. did it. Yeah. It, it. It was for me, it was like, I'm being loved. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, I didn't realize it till afterwards. So embarrassing when I yeah. had to, you know, I think come ho- to terms with it. But I think the term ho is just a general term people give, but not understanding the circumstances because. There are women who go from relationship to relationship, not for the purpose of I just want to get it on. It's like I'm giving my heart. Yes. I and was my definitely body. giving my heart. And by me um, giving my heart, that meant giving everything, yeah. you know, yeah. my body, my everything, because I desired something that was missing in me, a void. And that something was uh, my father. You know, he just left abruptly to me it's like a you wake up and he's not there anymore where is this attention where is this love i was missing that and i realize that now that um that was the void you know yeah so yeah damn yeah yeah so floyd you you ended up first divorce yeah divorce first tw- two kids 20 yeah super heartbroken um and <laughs> so the n- the next relationship that I was in, um, man, I did him wrong. Yeah. So I think all the the uh, the hurt that I was still carrying, um, unfortunately, got absolutely um, thrust into his being and. Um, I have lots of regrets from that second relationship. We were never married. Um, however, there is two children out of product of that relationship. Um, that was about five years um, altogether. Um, he was a friend of my brother. And, you know, he was around. And I was like, hmm, I guess, you know, he's paying attention to me. He was hilarious my heart was super wounded and with his humor I took it as he's he's healing my heart 
with laughter. He was um, a joy to be around, and my kids loved him. They called him dad, you know, they, they loved him, and um, were always super excited at that point. Uh, my oldest son was, th- uh, was three and a half, and my daughter was about um, eight months old. And, um, yeah, we just, it was a, a band-aid on my, on my heart. And he just, I was just like, okay, like, he's cool. And just went with it. And totally. And um, we had our first, I, I thought when, um, before I became pregnant with my third child, I viewed him as he is a great father to my oldest two children. And I I used to tell myself, like, any child deserves to have a father like him. But I think it was like me taking it back to when I was little, like desiring that that father because he was so attentive, so caring, so loving, uh, super nurturing, uh, very thoughtful. Um, And so I was like here let me give you a child because this child is going to grow up knowing love you know how how twisted you know my way of thinking and so my my third child was born um of course there was no there was no strong foundation in that and um there was nothing in common between us really truly um his likes were not my likes I was never attracted to him, which sounds really weird because we had two children. Um, but there, w- I was never in love with him, and it's really sad because I hurt him. Yeah, yeah. I, I can totally relate yeah. to that. So he, um, he was my the casualty mm-hmm. of my um, of my broken heart. And almost was used um, by me to, you know, heal what was I what was broken, and it didn't heal anything. It made things worse. Um, so that relationship um, started to disintegrate, and um, at the end of our relationship, I became pregnant with my fourth and last child, and I was very um stressed and worried and hurt and um how were we going to deal with this fourth pregnancy our relationship was not in a good place um and i would i remember um being eight months pregnant and still had not purchased anything for this baby and just in denial that we were going to have a fourth child and i didn't want to be with him how sad that these two children came out of a relationship where I was not never in love with him and I think he was and I totally like I hurt him for so many years I think um I was to blame for his um for his broken heart he spent a lot of time alone and um very very uh depressed and I didn't care. I didn't, 
I really didn't care. And so that's a part of me where um, I'm not proud of what I did to him because in the end, I found someone else. Um, this someone else um, had everything that I was looking for. You know, he was, um, uh, because I found, because I, you know, started this new relationship at the end of of my second relationship um you know he ended up moving out and it and it overlapped you know so you know I found this third relationship who was super charismatic he was intelligent he had a, a great job all the things um he didn't have so um it was very easy to jump to the next relationship and those were probably um, who he ended up this this person I found, um, which I fell in love with very quickly. Um, he was all the things that um, I thought I needed in my life, you know, money, travel, things, um, extremely intelligent. Um, knew multiple languages, um, could, could sit with a conversation with a farm worker and a CEO of a company, if that makes any sense. Like he can, he could roll with anyone. And I was super drawn to that, super attracted to the outside and what I believed was what I, what I was looking for. And, um, we, he ended up being my my third husband my second husband I'm sorry my second husband and that began a um nine years of of absolute uh, probably probably the period of time that caused the most damage in my life and in the life of my children and these now we have four children being dragged into another relationship how um how much damage that caused and to this day it still surfaces conversations are still brought up about the decisions and the people i and the man that i chose to be my second husband um yeah so that that is um yeah that's tough you brought up your you both brought up your children right right you know you diana you had said you didn't really think about your children no, and didn't. and um you know flor you're like um, this is everything i want i you want I. that you wanted you yes that you wanted but yeah never I, them us no, collectively us, no <laughs> well i thought i was when i married um when at my first marriage after the end of the nine-year relationship with the um, the father of relationship my number three yes relationship number three the christian the christian and we did the right thing and we got married all that stuff had a barbacoa backyard <laughs> no dance of course no that's a sin anyways <laughs> 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 she said that sarcastically uh, do not write me <laughs> <laughs> okay so i thought i was thinking about them i i wasn't i was still thinking about just myself um so, gosh, I think I was in love with the idea of 
being in love in a perfect marriage, um, perfect home, uh, perfect Christian life, um, because I desired it, but I didn't know what that was, you know? So, um, like I said, I thought I was doing the right thing in the, in the first marriage and, um, attending church two to three times a week, uh, volunteering, teaching, being the worship, had my kids in every event. And I started to realize that I was, my, my life as a Christian was based on, on these things and not a relationship with God. So with that said, I think that's, you can only run, I mean, you can only run on that, like for so long. And finally, you know, I was going to say the wrong term, but, um, (laughs) just say it. The crap hit the fan (laughs) (laughs) when, um, the honeymoon stage was over, you know, and I started to really get to know this person and his flaws and, um, the lies and the, um, things he was doing behind my back, which to me was adultery. Um, and just finding things, feeling caught in between my children and him, um, is when things started like, you know, crumbling down. Um, so then, um, I do remember reaching out to a couple of close friends at the church and, and expressing how I was feeling, um, and I'm not going to blame it all on him because I have a lot to, you know, I have, I had a lot of responsibility in that because I, I didn't know what I wanted. I mean, I was 29, he was 24, he was younger. And, um, so I take responsibility uh, of, of my actions too, but, um, I never got the help that I needed. He never did either. Um, so in my mind, that was the last straw and I was just like I'm done I'm done playing this game I'm not gonna I stopped serving at church um I don't want to do I don't want to have anything to do with church anymore and I went about it wrong um and I thought to myself well how is the only way that you can end a marriage Mm. Mm. (laughs) and I you know because these are the things that you're taught so I started to get attention from someone via social media. Mm. That's the devil. It is. It, is. <laughs> it was bad. And I mean, I can, um, I hurt this person too, because I, I like Flor feel like this, this guy was in love with me and I, and I messed him up and I wasn't in love with him after I got to know him. And like I said, the honeymoon stage was over. Um, I was like, I'm done, you know. Um, So we separated after eight years of marriage, I think I want to say. And mama did her thing. Mama was only 37. I had raised my kids. I was tired from the age of 17 to 37. Um, Oh, him and I did have a fourth child, um, which was a, a big blessing to all of our lives. Um, but at that time when I was going through that, Jackie had to kind of step in. I want to say Jackie was about 18 or 19 at the time. And unfortunately she had to take charge as mama around that time. But, um, 
I'm saying all this because it's leading to the part of when I started thinking about my children. Um, so I lived the vida loca for about <laughs> a year and a half. Yeah, it was bad. When I was done, I was done. And I think all that ugliness, all the undealt with just came out. And even though I thought I was like, oh, this is feeling good, I, I was miserable. Mm. When I finally came to terms with what I had done, how had I hurt this person, how I went about the whole, I was destroyed. I, I mm. remember being in my bedroom just wailing on the ground when I finally realized, you know, what I had done. And, and my children, I did this again. I did this to my Bella, you know, when I had already experienced uh, the trauma that it had caused um, Jeanette and Jeremiah when I separated from their father. It was really bad. Do you remember that you had um, recommended a counselor? Yes, you did. I did. Yes. I, I, I shared with you a little bit, and um, they actually contacted me. And the first thing they told me was, like, you need to tell him what you mm. did. And God can still, you know, mend this marriage. God can still work in this marriage. And I was like, okay. So I did genuinely um, apologize to him. I remember crying and I remember, but at the end of the day, I did not love him. And I was not going to do that to myself. I was just like, I'm not going to go. I don't love him. You know, so um, we ended up divorcing. Um, and after that, I remember um, I started attending church again. Um, I think it's important to note because some people will say, oh, I fell out of love. So I ended the marriage. But really, this marriage was was pushed, was forced. Yes. Really. Yeah. It really was forced. Mm -hmm. I was, was I. I witnessed it. Yes. It was a force because of the the other people that influenced it, like the guilt, like, oh, you should be doing this. You should. So the both of you are just like, yeah, you're you're new to church and you're like, yeah, I trust them that they're right. And yeah. he's over here just kind of like going with it. So it's like, yeah, let's do this. And then now here you are like, no, we should not right. be married. Yeah. I actually yeah. remember a family member of yours the only couple <laughs> that said afterwards, we knew that was a bad idea. Mm. We, you know, you were going to do what you were going to do, which was true. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I think it's so, uh, I just want to just say this really quick. Um, we, we walked alongside each other during, during all of these relationships. Mm -hmm. And um, we, I think we've just kind of been like a source of like, just to like listen you know to e to each other and um it's been kind of cool to have you guys along um the highs and the lows of our lives mm -hmm. and i remember at some point and diana already knows what i'm gonna say mm -hmm. um you know whenever i was down she I was she was up so yes. to speak mm. when Thank i was the lord we yeah. were both <laughs> down at the yes. same time <laughs> yeah when i was you know when she was th the opposite, you know, we kind of um, kind of balanced each other out during that time. And Araceli, you were not living in the valley during that time. But, you know, when when I saw what Diana was going through after her divorce, you know, I was I was trying to mend 
um, you know, nine years of destruction in my life and going, you know, going seeking like God. Yeah, she was. Like I was like I don't fervently, <laughs> and she don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, She's like, I'm going to this new church. You yeah. should come, mm-hmm. but I have something to do on the weekend, girl. Yeah. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> if I get home early enough, yeah. Saturday night slash Sunday morning, <laughs> maybe I'll show. And up. I didn't give up though. She I didn't did. give up. I like, pr- I like pursued her, and I didn't, and I knew she didn't want to, but I was like, no, I can't. This is my girl. Like I can't let her you know go down this this path that i've been through million you know about what felt like millions of times already like i knew at the end of that there was going to be a lot of pain and um i was trying to help her through that and she would come but she wasn't present you know she was um she was dealing with with a lot and vice versa you know she came pursuing me when i was in my darkest um points and i think that there that there's beauty in that when you have close friends um yeah. that we can help each other like when you have true friends who love you and care about you and most and importantly is just being there not pressuring not pointing not criticizing we were just there yeah, yeah. like yeah. um i remember when you went to my sister-in-law's house oh. Yeah, this was before my divorce, and and I would just pressure her. I don't know. I don't want to go, and and uh, yeah, the state that she was in, but I didn't let her because you divorced your second husband before she divorced her first husband, right? If I remember no. correctly. but before the divorce, she was going through a separation. It was ugly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. that's right. We we so the the my my second husband. We were together on and off for nine years. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, um, yeah, our divorce finally was after your divorce. Um, yeah, he kind of was in the picture in, in and out for like nine years. Um, we'll get to him in a little bit. But yeah, I think that's very important going back to that and, and, and just being, um, sensitive to the Holy Spirit because I remember when I was trying to get back on my feet and start, you know, uh, building that relationship with God again and not feeling guilty about, um, the things that I went through, the things that I did and, and trying to learn that God would forgive me and, and trying to learn his love and his grace, um, and battling, you know, people would text, but then I would have a text from her. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, isn't that funny? <laughs> right? <laughs> so it was a struggle. It was not easy. So Well, um, the devil ain't going to let you go that easy, no, girl. No, he didn't want me to go. So, <laughs> yeah. So I remember uh, starting to go to church uh, with my brother first before I started going or, or being open to going to church with, with the new at a new church that Floor was attending. And at the church my brother was attending, they were offering um, a marriage class and this was for obviously married couples and they had offered if if you've been through a divorce if you're single if you're interested in getting married in the future it doesn't have to be right now and if you just want to learn come well I was the only one there that was by myself everybody else had their had their spouse and I really started soul searching and wanted to know you know what what's going on with me and um 
learning about myself and learning what marriage is to through through God and I quickly realized that I had done a lot of things wrong you know I wasn't there to s- to you know to see or to figure out if it was him it was all about me so um and even at that when I realized what I had done wrong I I I still didn't love him it it wasn't like oh I want to go back and I want to make things right I just didn't love him um and so that helped me a lot before meeting husband number two (laughs) yeah so then um after that I started attending church a couple of times with 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 Flor and um so that was kind of the start of like my healing and me realizing oh oh my gosh the mess that I caused the things that I did to my children and that's when I started thinking about my children okay you know what type of father figure they need and what they were missing and 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 what they also needed not just mama you know so that was the beginning of that so Flor husband number two nine years how did you get how did you end that oh he was gonna kill me yeah you guys you guys hear that and you might think figuratively but no literally literally he was going to kill you yeah it was a it was an abusive relationship major it was um you heard her earlier she said he was the devil this is the husband she's talking about yeah yeah he was which uh, is interesting because I didn't know that side of him. I never saw it. Nobody did. I just saw the charismatic, very sweet. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, he loves Dreamy. her. Oh my gosh, he loves her so much. He's so nice. Oh my gosh, he takes care of her. Yeah. And then like when you first opened up to me, I'm like, wait, what? I said, I know I know men like this because yeah. I saw them date my mom. Mm. And I go, I know men like this. And, I re- and I'm just like, hmm. Yeah, yeah, that triggered a little bit, but I was just like, oh, damn, you know, and I'm only in my 20s. So I'm like, girl, I don't know how to help you. (laughs) (laughs) Can help my mama. Don't know how to help you, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I know I just graduated from Bible school, but I don't know, girl. I'm so sorry. I suck. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah, that relationship was insane. It was intense. It was um, it was just a turmoil um it didn't begin that way of course um you know i i i thought okay this is love you know i really love him and he takes care of me and you know i don't have to worry about um paying bills and i don't have to worry about money and he you know his his line was oh you know just come with me you don't i don't have to uh you don't have to worry about you know working and I was, I was, a, you know, a single mom. How enticing is that? I had four children. By the age of 25, I had my four children. And, you know, he comes into the picture when I'm about 26, 27. And, um, you know, he painted this, this life of um, just a dream. You know, you don't have to work. I'll take care of you. I'll take care of your kids. Um, you could just stay home. And um, I got you. And he 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 was really good at um, stripping me of my independence. So I became, um, you know, kind of like a at his mercy because now I have no job. I'm living with him. You know, it's uh, he can do 
and go wherever he wants with whoever he wants and I'm home and um, so I was actually his third wife he had five children already uh, with two different women and it never dawned on me like you know his children lived in another state and it never dawned on me like okay this guy has five children with two different women he's not in their lives like who do I think I am you know <laughs> I have I have this great value like he's not even uh, valuing or uh, in the life of his children like why did I think I was so special you know so um, that relationship he showed his colors very quickly you know he um, he was a mastermind of lies and deceit he was a um, uh, chronic um, woman chaser <laughs> and um, I just was the one that believed that I was the one that he was going to stay with and so with someone like that um, when they're caught lying they don't react in a normal manner of um, I'm sorry yes I did you wrong no it's uh, he reacted in a way of um, you're crazy I didn't do that you're imagining it that's not what I'm doing so that became a a, a the beginning of a cycle of m this mind and mental twist like twisted abuse that um, I started to believe it was me like okay well no it's he loves me you know he's he hugs me he you know he takes care of me he he's very affectionate um, but he was doing a whole lot of stuff behind my back and he was brilliant at it so it was no I'm not doing this but yet the action said yes he is so it was a very confusing um, it was a very confusing relationship um, we ended up getting married um, quick <laughs> Las Vegas wedding the most ridiculous thing ever <laughs> <laughs> and yeah I left with him um, we hopped around we moved many times we we lived in um, other states and LA up and down California um, there was no stability it in and I dragged my children um, which is the saddest part of all every time we moved you know it was a new school um, new friends took um, them pretty much in essence away from the their other parent um, and in none of that was I thinking about them all I was thinking about was I have to do whatever I have to do to stay with him because I am so in love with him and um, he started to become very um, emotionally abusive um, extremely physically abusive um, very violent um, and I was the battered wife and I thought I hit it you know from my children and um, from friends and family um, and he was the guy in church with his hands raised worshiping God and it was a mind screw 
up in my like in my world it was like what is happening like one minute you're in church worshiping and the next minute in church you're pinching my leg you know in in the pew telling me to you know you're like you're gonna get it when we get home like that's what I had to like that's what I was like dealing with and then it was I'm sorry it won't happen again I love you you know that I love you um just like very very um abusive uh relationship anyways so um that went on for many years and my children didn't ever witness his um physical abuse but they knew they knew and as time has passed they've expressed the fear they had uh, of him and um so that relationship ended when he started to turn his focus on my kids. He started to, it wasn't about hurting me. It was going to now be, I'm going to hurt your kids. And when I saw that, it was like a period of like one week. And I saw him like begin to... um talk to my kids the way he talked to me um like did kind of like an intimidation like because he was big tall and he was like like almost using his his stature as an intimidation factor and when I witnessed that in that period of one week I knew I knew he's he's like lost it He's he's going to he's going to he's going to start doing what he does to me to my to my children. And he was um he there was probably two or three um incidences in that week and I was like nope that's it. And the day that we left um his whole demeanor changed which I had seen before but not at this level where glossy-eyed, almost red-eyed, nothing was going to stop him. I'm going to get you, and this is it. And I knew that if I didn't leave that day, my daughter was going to see him and my life. Um, so that was nine years, and I walked away on on um on one on a on a I just decided this is it you know and I we had left each other many times and I just knew this man is going to kill me and I need to I need to leave and he would tell me like I should just kill you um and I just I knew I had to like get rid of like almost like detox from him from that relation from him and a pastor told me um and I think it describes it the best I was still mourning the loss of my of my husband of him afterwards but he wasn't dead he was like two blocks away from where I was living and that's how I I had to view it like that marriage was gone that like it was dead it wasn't good it wasn't healthy 
Um, it had destroyed a lot of pieces of me. It had um, affected my children in ways that I will forever be um, regretful for. And But somewhere intertwined in all of that craziness, I kept searching or kept like um, grasping for any piece of affection of love, anything he would show me. I grabbed it and I held on to it really tight because I, I thought like he loves me. I know he loves me. And I just kept grabbing at the little pieces and that's what I would hold on to like so pathetic. And um, in the end I had to walk away and that how sad that that is the point where I quit thinking about myself and thinking what am I doing to these children? What are they seeing? What have I done? And I had attended church. You know, I had given my life to Christ, so to speak. I didn't even know what that meant at that time. Um, but when we finally um, ended that relationship, that marriage, um, that's when I started, stopped thinking like, well, I need a man. So I need somebody to take care of me need someone to love me. Like I had to face my children and look at all the damage I had done to them. And that was very, very hard to deal with. And we s I still deal with it today, and it's been many years. I won't be like the last time. Could I ever fall in love?